It's the ABC's High School Teachers Really Need to Know, Season 3, Episode Number 5. Enjoy the ride. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. Well, it's approaching school for many of us in the United States and in the uh, Northern Hemisphere. Now, I know, depending on what part of the United States you're in, school may be a week away, two weeks away, three weeks away, but it's it, it's happening, right? In August, we are all focused on returning to school. Parents are, school districts are, teachers certainly are, and it, it's always interesting to me as school's kind of getting geared up, uh, sort of everybody's take and attitudes and comments. It's so funny. I start seeing on social media certain kinds of posts, and I'll see video tips and moral support and all kinds of things as school is uh, definitely approaching. And, and, you know, you have to start getting your mind as a teacher wrapped around professional development because, you know, that's looming. And uh, I know so many of us uh, really, really, really enjoy the professional development aspect um, of, uh, of, of going back to school and just academics in general. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, sort of sharing my own experience just as, as a teacher, it would seem that in August, I develop this, I don't want to say, I don't want to say depression, because that's not the right word, but I would get down, and it has nothing to do about returning to work or anything like that, because um, that that was never an issue. That that absolutely never was an issue. I, I, I work pretty much year-round anyway. I'm, I'm just sort of like that. I never completely disconnect, because I just always considered... Uh, and, and consider summer just sort of a different phase of the academic year uh, when teaching because, again, that's preparation, that's getting things ready, that's when you're at your most creative. I, I, I never found that disconnecting helped me or that I even could accomplish that, honestly. I, I don't know if that's a personal weakness, probably is, but I just never really could disconnect. But I also thought it was critical in time management because I knew that whatever I could accomplish during the summer uh, would, would make my nine months as a teacher so much easier. So that's not what I mean. It's not like the having the Sunday night blues like a lot of people get each week when they have to go back, knowing they have to go back to work the next day. It, or and, and so some teacher form of having to return to work. When I say uh, get down, get depressed, I, I think what would happen is it, it would be more anxiety about returning in August uh, that's probably the better word. So scratch depression. Let's go with anxiety because I think, and it is, it's just hard to describe the feeling. But I think for me, it was always the anxiety about could I be successful again with this group of kids? Could I build with a new set of kids and be as successful or, uh, you know, get that to that learning point? You know, because by May, you you have trained them. You have built those relationships with them they're important to you and you're you're important to them in some shape form or fashion and you've succeeded and then in august the cycle begins again with a fresh new batch and i think it was a lot of pressure a lot of anxiety <clears throat> for me to sort of get back on it and 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 be able to sort of 
I don't know, succeed, I, I, I guess is the best way to say it. I, and I know I've said that a couple of different times, but every year I would deal with that, every single year. And I would talk to my teacher besties and, and, and just kind of share and describe. But I would just get in a little bit of a funk. And then once we were off and rolling, I, I was good to go. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of different takes and a lot of different attitudes about August and and just the start of a new school year. And as I got a little bit older, I, I found that that, um, and, and more seasoned, I found that that August funk, that anxiety, that depression, whatever you want to call it, would sort of dissipate and, and, and last a little bit less time each year. And I don't know. I, I don't know why it really did that because it, it did seem that it, it, it was a real thing for me. And it, and it did. And I don't know. I guess I just learned over the years to... I'll be a little bit better at enjoying the ride and just that continuous train that exists uh, in, in in academics. And, and so it just over time dissipated. So if you are struggling with that and if you are really battling with the blues on going back, maybe you, you are sad that you're not going to get to sit by the pool every afternoon, and I, and I get that, I, I do, uh, or, or you're sad that you're going to be you know, spending a little bit less time with maybe your family and on trips and vacations and all that kind of thing. Uh, I understand. Very understandable. And then if if you're more like I was and really was struggling with the notion that, man, you've got to start all over and retrain and retrain, uh, if that seemed like a heavy burden and uh, you really, you know, hold, you know, hold, hold that, you know, standard and as sort of a heavy burden, then I get that too. So, so again, what I would encourage you to do is absolutely uh, do do as this episode is titled, and that's enjoy the ride because it's all part of it. You know, the good, the bad, the ugly, so to speak. It's all part of of this incredible thing uh, that is education, and and you are a critical, critical cog in the wheel, so to speak. Sometimes that's that expression's used. <clears throat> As, as a negative, but honestly, uh, it, it, you're, you're, you're so huge because without that cog, this wheel couldn't function. And so I, I don't think it's a negative. I think it's a great thing. So enjoy the ride. I wanted to read you, and this is going to be sort of, it's going to seem sort of off the wall, but I wanted to read you some statistics as I was doing something for another project that I'm working on and... I pulled some research, mostly from the National Centers for Educational Statistics, and wanted to just read some statistics to you as we started yet another academic school year. And just and, and look, these statistics are all over the place. I just think a lot of times we don't really think about the sort of the global picture of this ride that we're on. And I wanted to just share a little bit. Now, most of these statistics are from the 22-23 school year, and those that are not <clears throat> are only a year or so older. So I just wanted to share with you uh, this this recent data, and, and I'll comment on some, some I won't. So here we go. There are about 3.8 million teachers at both public and private schools in the United States. So just under 4 million teachers, that's an incredible number. There are approximately 130,930 elementary and secondary schools in the United States. 
The U.S. has about 13,600 public school districts. During the 2020 school year, there were about 55.5 million students enrolled in pre-K through 12th grade in the United States. So about 55 million, in case you were curious about how many students. And now that statistic's a little bit older and post-pandemic that stat's a little more difficult for them to track in several places for a variety of reasons relating back to some of the changes from COVID. The average salary of an elementary school teacher is 65420 and the average salary of a high school teacher is 67340 As I read those numbers, just like I did when I first read the numbers, I, was, I, I of course, live in Mississippi, and the average salary of a teacher in the state of Mississippi is nowhere near that. So <laughs> I just I, I laugh at that national number. <clears throat> Teachers in New York have the highest average salary of any state, while, as I mentioned a second ago, Mississippi has the lowest average salary. If estimates hold true, the U.S.'s demand for teachers will outpace its supply by more than 100,000 teachers by 2025. Folks, that is a shocking statistic. I've said it, and, and of course I've referred to this in words, not numbers, over the last several weeks of this particular podcast season, and it, it's a real, we're in a really, really tough spot in education, and it's having, you know, a huge number of consequences, uh, both the, the extent of what that means, maybe not fully understood yet, but there are huge consequences. Look at uh, student-teacher ratio. In 2000, the student-teacher ratio was 15 students to every nine teachers, so 15 to 9. In 2023, so in the 22-23 school year, the teacher-student ratio or student-teacher ratio was 15 to 1. So think about that. In 2000, 15 to 9. 15 students to 9 teachers. In the last school year, 15 students per teacher. <clears throat> it, it, it's, it blows my mind how much more work and how much this dynamic has shifted as, you know, we've, we've kind of moved on in time. Of course, that's 23 years, but that's a significant number. That's, I mean, that's a significant number. It, I, I'm, I'm blown away by it, honestly. <clears throat> The job outlook for a kindergarten and elementary school teacher from 2020 to 2030 uh, is about a 7% growth rate, which is pretty good, actually. The average teacher in the United States is 42.4 years old. 42.4. There are about 3.2 million public school teachers in the United States. 74.3% of those of those teachers in the United States are female. <clears throat> so three out of four teachers are females. 79.3% of the U.S. teachers are, are white. That kind of blew my mind. Certainly doesn't reflect our population, but it is worth noting. The 
Teachers spend an average of $750 a year on school supplies for their classrooms. On average, teachers work 53.3 hours a week teaching and doing school-related work. In the United States, teachers spend an average of 998 hours in the classroom teaching each year. 18% of teachers hold second jobs during the school year, which is a far higher percentage than the 4.5% of all U.S. workers who have two jobs. 89% of people think teaching is a difficult job. That number is a great number, I think, honestly, and it's kind of trickled up as the pandemic's gone through. And, and I do think that, uh, I don't have to think, again, you just heard the statistic. I, the the number's quite high that, that the people recognize uh, that teachers have a difficult job. That does not mean that they understand what we do. We've talked about that, nor do they have a complete picture of sort of the dynamic and the struggle. And, of course, it's difficult for anybody who's not in that role to, to sort of understand that, right? So I think it's just sort of interesting to think about. About 60% of teachers are happy with their careers. And, and you think, well, 60%, that's most. Well, think about that number a little bit longer. Let that sink in for just a second. Almost one out of two teachers are not happy with their careers. That's a terrible way to one, get new teachers into the career, but two, you really don't want people who aren't happy with what they're doing sort of at the forefront of guiding kids if they're not energized and they're not excited and they're not, you know, so it, it, that number to me is alarming. And again, speaking to that huge teacher deficit that we could be facing by 2025 at 100,000 teachers. That's, that's shocking. So I read all of these statistics to you, and, and it may seem strange to you in an episode entitled Enjoy the Ride. Well, let me read you some of these statistics, and I think that this will help you understand what this episode is really about. The average teacher will impact more than 3,000 students throughout the course of their career. And of course, as the teacher ratio continues to uh, rise, then that number is going to go up. So over 3,000 students impacted over the course of a teacher's career. 83% of students say a teacher helped improve their confidence and self-esteem. 87% of people wish they told their teachers how much they appreciated them. 88% of people say their teachers played a significant positive role in their lives. 79% of students say they've been encouraged to follow their dreams by a teacher. That's an incredible number. 79% say that they've been encouraged to follow their dreams. 54% of students say they've had a teacher who helped them through a difficult time. 75% of students say that they see teachers as mentors and role models. Think about all of those statistics. You know, I just mentioned that roughly one in two aren't quite satisfied with with the profession and their careers. Yet we have such a massive impact. And really, despite all the politics and 
all of the things that um, sort of face teachers and the education system and some of the negatives surrounding technology and just how society's changing. Despite all of that, these numbers, meaning the impact that teachers make on students, stays firm. That speaks to the expertise, the professionalism, and just the raw ability and skill that teachers have. The ability to impact and completely change the outcome of a child, not only in the classroom, but in life. That's such an incredible, incredible ability. That's such an incredible obligation. That's such an incredible opportunity. And I talk a lot about opportunity. Teaching is an incredible job. Are there negatives? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is it easy to get down, depressed, begin to struggle with the idea that we have to get out of bed and start another school year and just the struggles that come along with it. Do we have to sit through PDs that seem to last forever and maybe don't impact us uh, directly, maybe don't apply to us, or at least we feel that way? Do we have to jump through hoops? Are we stressed to the max and stretched so thin that maybe it feels like we can't do the things that we need to do to be effective? Well, with statistics like that and with the opportunities that are just everywhere to change people as an educator for the better, put them on the path, on a direction of success, not only in algebra or physics or an English comp, but in life, to me, that's what makes working in the education business so so worth it despite all of the things despite all of the talking heads saying this is wrong that's why I could never see myself walking away from education it's such an incredible opportunity so sit back and absolutely enjoy the ride because few people can do what we do few people have the ability the opportunity to touch people in such a way that it can change their whole world. You know, teachers, we live for that aha moment. We live for that moment where we see tangible evidence that we've made a difference, and a lot of times we don't get to see that. Well, let this be one of those moments where you really, that light bulb comes on and goes, you know what? Not only do I have the ability to make a difference? But I am making a difference. So with all the downs that seem to come with the ride, enjoy, the, enjoy those highs. Enjoy them. You deserve it. You absolutely do. Well, that is it for this week's episode. Uh, I look forward to being back with you uh, next week. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Or buy the books on Amazon.com. Hope school gets started off for you in a fantastic way if you're beginning next week. And if you're not, enjoy your last week or two and, and get some rest and rejuvenation. We'll see you down the road.